Oh, gracious and holy God, uh, your son Jesus truly is a gift to us as are his teachings. And as we have the chance uh, with this time and space set aside to turn uh, to you, to listen to him, um, Lord, let us not take it for granted, uh, but instead, God, help us to settle into this time and space. Help us to take a deep breath and invite your spirit um, into not only the space, but our hearts, O oh Lord, uh, that as we encounter your son Jesus and his teaching this day, uh, that it might shape us, that it might invite us uh, to turn towards your kingdom, uh, that it might invite us to lean towards and follow after your son. Gracious God, we're so grateful uh, for the gift of his example and the gift of the community within which uh, to seek to follow it. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Uh, so our scripture today, we have two stories. First, the parable uh, you heard in part uh, with the kids and then an uh, encounter uh, with Jesus at the temple let us listen to God's word for us this day. Uh, first from the Gospel of Luke. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me as judge or referee between you and your brother? Then Jesus said to them, Watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions, even when someone is very wealthy. Then he told them a parable. A certain rich man's land produced a bountiful crop. He said to himself, what will I do? I have no place to store my harvest. Then he thought, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. That's where I'll store all my grain and goods. I'll say to myself, you have stored up plenty of goods, enough for several years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, fool, tonight you will die. Now who will get the things you have prepared for yourself? This is the way it will be for those who hoard things for themselves and aren't rich toward God. And now that encounter in the temple from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus sat across from the collection box for the temple treasury and observed how the crowd gave their money. Many rich people were throwing in lots of money. One poor widow came forward and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I assure you that this poor widow has put in more than everyone who's been putting money in the treasury. All of them are giving out of their spare change. But she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had, even what she needed to live on. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So every time we turn to Jesus' teaching, 
Um, Because, y'all, sometimes they're not the easiest teachings to hear. Amen? Every time we turn to Jesus' teaching, we have to remember that at its root is a deep and profound love for all creation. A deep and profound love for all of us. Our God knows what our world as it should be looks like and sent Jesus to paint the picture of it with both the parables that he taught and the life that he lived. Today we hear both a parable and a story from Jesus' life that are meant to challenge our world as it is so that we might begin to picture the world as it should be. Then taking it a step further, we're invited to start living our lives oriented differently. Our daily choices turning us in the direction of God's kingdom. Two teachings of Jesus for us today. A parable and a temple encounter. In the parable, a rich man who has more than enough, too much, too much grain for him to store, So he's going to tear down perfectly good barns to build bigger ones. His greed causing him to live a life of foolish wealth. At the temple, a poor widow giving everything she has to live on while the rich around her throw their spare change at God. And the religious rulers of the day look on without a thought. The Jewish law that they were such sticklers about commands the people to care for the widows and orphans in their midst over and over again. And yet here is a widow in their own community giving everything she has to live on out of her hopeless poverty. We like to honor her faith when we listen to the story, but Jesus... He wants us also to see the sin of the community that is on full display as she offers to God everything she has to live on as those with more than enough walk on by. I have never been poor, but the story of my life has meant that I have lived in close relationship with people who are those who do not have any extra, who do not have a safety net, who are barely making ends meet, who are one crisis away from catastrophe, who pray that prayer, give us this day our daily bread and mean it. Understanding what it means feels like to not know how the next meal is making its way to the table. Jesus calls the widow's poverty hopeless, and that rings true to me. There is no romanticizing poverty here. The toll it takes on a person to not know how their basic needs will be met, to constantly be in survival mode, to be dependent on handouts, unable to provide for themselves and the ones they love, leads people to despair and keeps them from living the life of purpose they are meant to live. According to a recent report by the World Bank, almost half the world lives on less than $6.85 a day. 
which is just over $200 a month. The world is not as it should be. We are so far from God's design. Our economy is not God's economy. And that reality is one of the things Jesus' coming made sure to reveal. In Christ's hands, a couple of fish and a few loaves offered by a young boy became enough to feed a crowd of 5,000. When the wedding hosts in Cana ran out of wine, all it took was a command from Jesus to fill the empty wine jars with water for there to be more than enough. Jesus taught that in the kingdom of God, the banquet table would be long and there would be a seat for any who would come to the feast. God's economy is not our economy. And for the healing and wholeness of all of us, God invites us time and again to make a shift, to turn toward the kingdom, to make choices and decisions grounded in its values instead of the kingdoms, the economies of our world. Newsflash, I am not an economist. I'm sure you're all, you know, real surprised to hear me admit that before you. And I know the systems and structures that are in place in our world are difficult to change, leaving us to operate as best as we can in the middle of them, leaving us to live as faithfully as we can in the kingdoms of this world as we orient ourselves and lead toward God's kingdom come. If the widow is living out of hopeless poverty, Jesus calls out the man in the parable for living in foolish wealth. And it is clear that he too is far from living the life of purpose he is meant to live. When we have more than enough, we can fool ourselves into believing we are independent. That we don't need to rely on God or others that we don't actually all belong to one another. That false sense of independence makes us think we must rely on ourselves alone, and so we live in fear of running out. And that fear of running out leads us so quickly to greed. And let's be honest, our economy feeds on that greed. It wants us to be obsessed with our possessions, so we keep buying more of them, right? It makes us think we need more and more to be just okay, which only increases that fear of running out, which only feeds our greed all the more. Like the rich man in the parable, we tear down perfectly good barns to build bigger ones to store up all of our extra instead of purposely sharing of our extra to create opportunities for others to have a chance to live into their purposes as well. Those big barns of grain, they could have fed lots of people once. Yet if the man had shared of that grain, not just to feed people, but to give people seeds to sow, so that they might have what they needed to feed themselves and others as well. 
Can you imagine how many of those storehorses of grain could have ended up feeding? Can you imagine the lives that could have been radically changed? The lives of so many living in hopeless poverty and the life of the man living in foolish wealth. Y'all, when we are like so many of the people in the temple that day, giving of our spare change, the little bit of extra we are willing to part with, throwing it at God or God's people carelessly, systems stay the way they are. The lives of those we think we are helping do not change, and neither do our own. Yet when we invest of what we have meaningfully, when we live out a purposeful generosity, giving not just careless handouts without a thought, but using our resources in significant ways, we create new opportunities that can lead to lasting change. Change that doesn't leave people stuck in hopeless poverty. Change that doesn't risk us getting stuck in foolish wealth but instead provide so many with the chance to live out the lives of purpose God has imagined for us all. American culture prides itself on self-resilience and independence, which leads to us living more like that rich fool with his extra-large barns than that poor and faithful widow which of course leads to a world where the divide between those who have more than enough and those who don't even have enough to live on is wide. We are told we should be able to make it on our own, to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. So we live in fear of not being able to do that and we hoard what we have rather than sharing of it. We don't want to have to rely on God's provision in the future Or have anyone else be dependent upon us? Through all of this, we cut ourselves off again and again from relationship. We refuse to rely on God. We refuse to rely on one another. And when that happens, we live more isolated, purposeless, and lonely lives as a result. Y'all, that's not God's intention for us, nor is it God's economy. God created us for relationship. God created us to be dependent. God created us so that we would need God, so that we would need each other, so that we would learn we could rely on God, we could rely on one another. In the kingdom to come, everyone will have a place at the table. Everyone will have something to share. Everyone will get to enjoy the resulting feast of love and laughter, of bellies full of goodness and hearts full of purpose. When no longer will people be stuck in hopeless poverty or mired in foolish wealth, but instead when everyone, everyone will get to enjoy the riches, the riches of this life and this world as it was meant to be. Jesus came to show us that kingdom so that we might orient our lives toward it. May we, like Jesus before us, 
live lives of purposeful generosity as we together lean toward what is to come. Amen.